Welcome to the UFO with Colby, Cole, and Devin. We've got some unimportant film opinions here, uh, but I'm going to jump right into it. Did anybody not like this movie? So, so the first off, I never watched the original Invisible Man. I think it was from like the 1950s. I want to say, like, like from, from the whole uh, okay. monster universe. Yeah, uh, I think it was the uh, 1930s. 1930s. Okay, yeah. Because was that part of the Universal Monster Universe? Is where it started from? Yes. I okay. Yeah. I I have I saw clips of it. Uh, I don't. I, I have no idea what the plot is, and so I, I went to this just knowing know a little about the comics and the whole, uh, of this kind of stuff, and and nothing else. So I kind of went in not much of the history. So everybody knows too that Tom Cruise's The Mummy flopped so fuck so f- it failed <laughs> miserably. Yeah. Which is mm-hmm. why they're doing the Blumhouse model with this, which is the like, this probably cost ten million dollars or something to make fifteen million dollars, as opposed to the Mummy's bloated budget. Was this originally slated to be part of that universe? Was was that this was about? I yeah, this is supposed to be like the reboot of the Universal Monsters uh, project. Uh, I think they've already done Wolfman and I think another one. But so far, none of them have gotten any great reviews until this one. Okay. I, well, I know that this movie, at the very least, is like a new model because the the big budget mummy didn't work, but yeah. the the small budget horror movie is something that works. Like people like that stuff generally more. Um, so that was, I think that was a smart decision. I don't know if Blumhouse is the best generally speaking just look at hulu but um you know this was this is a case where it worked out well and it i mean fuck the mummy so there you go <laughs> and i don't know what they're going to do i don't know if it's going to be like a big reboot and they're going to do like a, a big universe like that or if they're just going to do individual stories i'm curious to see what they do with the success of this yeah but you know, it's. I'm curious. So, the film came my radar probably in early 2020, and then you know, as the whole pandemic started to occur, it started more people started to talk about it. Uh, and then you also question question if I, I watched it, so watched it myself, and then I gave it a go. The film after the initial viewing, it was like I, I from my point of view, it was better than expected, in that I have a very low. A, even though I have a very low standard for horror films, at least, uh, this film was able to at least go past that. Uh, then after that initial viewing, after my, my initial, man, this is better than I thought, I was like, wait, hold on a second. Let me put some thought into this. And then it got, I got had a less and less and less view, uh, opinion of the film over the next couple of days to the point where, where it would start off as an enjoyable experience. It was like, wait, this is just really dumb. <laughs> so you know what? That was my initial impression to what after it. So here's mine was actually pretty similar because when I first watched it, I I loved it because it was. I want to say that I like this movie. It, but when I first watched it, I I loved this movie. I thought it was like, I didn't know how a mainstream movie was going to be this good. Because I thought it was this good. And I'm not trying to be like a, I'm not trying to sound like an ass, but like usually like mainstream movies aren't like that good. But you know they squeak by once in a while. Um, 
but every day when I thought about it more and more, it was kind of like, well, you know what? There was another element to me that stood out as not being good, but the elements that were good were good, you know? Um, and I think that's important. Like, the, the, And I love them a lot, and other movies should do that. And the Lee Wannell, the director, right? Who did like yeah. the Saw movie and he's done he did Upgrade. Upgrade was really good. Um He didn't direct the Saw movie, but he was in it. But uh Yeah, and he wrote it. Yes. He was a co writer. Co co writer. Yeah. Co writer three or four? Yeah, he's got some mad skills, I think. And he's like he's gonna do the Escape from New York reboot and I think I trust him with that stuff because he can film things well. Um, I just think one of the things that I kept thinking about about this movie was like the script. I thought like the script itself was kind of balls as it kept going. That was something that kept sticking out to me. Yeah, I can see that. Well, let's hear Devin's opinions on his initial and then his follow through. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so I, I just watched this, what was it, a day or two ago, so I haven't really done the whole thing like you guys like thinking about it later um i can kind of see how you guys are doing that because I, I started thinking the first time i watched it you know i thought this was like near perfect because of the way that they film it where there's a lot of subtle stuff in the background and there's a lot of surprises but then i got thinking about there's not really a lot of character development that goes on and uh you don't really learn much about elizabeth moss moss's character you know what i mean like just that she was abused and trying to get out of it and like they could have definitely added in a lot more character and we'd probably have uh had a more emotional connection that would have been even more impactful by the end and uh i, I think i see what you're talking about with the dialogue because there was some things where i felt when like she was trying to explain to people stuff there there's definitely ways that she could have like worded things a lot better i guess maybe yeah. you could say because she was in shock and stuff like that but you know going straight to like oh there's an invisible man after me instead of like saying stuff like it just feels like there's something off like i don't know but yeah i mean i still like it a lot though i i really like how there's a lot of unpredictability throughout the whole thing and i was not expecting that as much especially from such like a large name sort of horror movie yeah there were definitely moments where jess and i were watching we were really like what the f you know what i mean like we were just like totally surprised like the dinner scene for instance like you, yeah you could kind of tell something was going to happen but i mean it was pretty brazen if that's the word i'm thinking with just how that happened yeah the trailer sucked ass to me like everything <laughs> about the trailer sucked the trailer made it look like a movie that was like gonna be full of jump scares it made it look like one of the like annabelle movies and hopefully i didn't offend you guys if you like annabelle but like <laughs> i just think this is way better than annabelle first of all i'm just <laughs> what i'm trying to say is the trailer it. made it look like it was just another horror movie yeah. But it just shows a lot of restraint. And restraint in horror movies is good if you're trying to get creepy. If you're trying to 
have like a gore fest like say saw would another one of his movies restraint is not a good thing you people don't want restraint but the more empty hallways you show the more we realize as a viewer something's wrong the more we're like hyper aware of every little detail yeah and when something small happens hopefully we're freaked out if it's filmmaking done well and all those sequences especially with the house were great um and i don't think i can say anything better about that i think those are things that you can watch over and over and you could like study that i mean i could like look at that and be like and this is someone who's of course not studied movies i'm not trying to sound like i'm better than i am i'm just trying to say like i could rewatch that stuff over and over again because all the other stuff in the movie didn't stand up to that that's what i I mean i i love it i really do i i don't think i can say anything else about it i think it was that good so when i think of that because you're discussing the like the scenes now where it's it's drawn out with no character in the frame and then you have little movements or you don't know if even someone's there or not and just no no movements correct yeah how awesome is that and you know what yeah absence there's an absence but we know that someone's there yeah yeah it kind of reminded me a little bit almost of for those shots and almost the whole film in general but as you i looked over the film there's not many very similarities on this one aspect what is it follows where it's again yeah. like a horror film that was i think if i remember correctly it was uh, trailers and it was commercialized as a really, really hardcore horror film with jump scares it would this film is more of a it, both films i think took a more mature approach but also how the main villain of the care of both films at least to majority of the characters were both invisible you know they weren't uh, able to be seen so you'd have lingering shots on the outskirts of just nothing out there but you got the sense that something was off mm-hmm. uh i think invisible man probably did a little better than, than the uh, it follows another another positive about about uh invisible man uh enjoy not, i don't think they enjoyed it i i believed in the character three characters in the house the daughter the you know the, the father and the, the girl living there the main character, yeah. like whenever she then gave the whole like like not the speech, but the whole like present to the the, the daughter, like I felt like that was very wholesome. I felt like I bought into that. You know, this is mm-hmm. a, a unit. This is these people that truly do honestly care for each other. Uh, yeah. And I, after that, there were some other issues, but for the first like third of the film, I was bought into it. I was like, this is going somewhere great. I hope I'm I'm invested and you ha- like has my full attention. I definitely didn't like the first 15 minutes. Oh, you didn't? But after that, I liked it a lot. And I was yeah, invested. The first 15 minutes did feel like a scene that I'd seen before. Like, okay. just that kind of feeling, if that makes sense. It wasn't bad, but it definitely felt like this has been done in uh, different other shows and movies kind of a similar way. I guess I don't really know how they'd make it any different than that especially when she's like running through the uh woods to the uh road that kind of felt like a lot of evil dead movies and all those other ones i don't know if that makes sense i can see that like not not a bad thing but like not like anything spectacular that's gonna draw me into the movie first thing i'm trying to remember too it's been a little while since i've seen it but i can't 
I can't even remember specifics, so I guess that's a good thing about why <laughs> I didn't like the first 15 minutes or so. But I, I just remember thinking that it, that it was like it wasn't unique. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what you're getting at. Yeah. What is unique about The Invisible Man is how it deals with the invisible person, <laughs> the invisible yeah. suit, which, if I'm going to be honest with you, does is once we've realized the technology and there he's living in the like it's a creepy scene when she throws the paint on the guy i think but not oh yeah uh, like spoilers sorry but like um that's not really a spoiler that's fine but like i don't know how silly it is that he's living in like the ceiling and that he's built this suit um and how he's this dedicated to ruining this person's life it gets a, that's what i mean by a silly script it seems a little like over yeah. the top in that over the top in that sense um the writing seems like really forced to make this make this work like we're making this um her torture of this man who has who has tortured her this is going to be what's going to happen the whole movie and when we try to figure out why there really isn't an answer why Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like it's just kind of it i don't think there's a spoiler i think it's pretty obvious the whole time she like answers within 15 seconds of some weird stuff happening like i'm being followed by my ex-husband yeah like the so about that i guess that's kind of what i was going forward with how we don't really know the characters as much is because there are times throughout the movie where she says this is what he does this is what he's always done he tries to make me feel crazy he tries to make it seem like it's me but we didn't see any of that stuff before she left so like that's all hearsay like we didn't see that we're not attached to it in any kind of way yeah. i guess there could have they should have started the movie with their relationship before and then we would have understood more about why he's got this sort of mentality, why he's got this motive, you know, who he is. And her sister seems like a really bad sister, whereas <laughs> the cop seems like a really awesome, like, best friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the sisters seem, like, not that awesome. Like, not that willing to be well, helpful. I, well, to be fair to this, though, I get the sense that, you know, in an abusive relationship, one of the goals of the abuser is to distance this, like the family from from mm-hmm. from each other. So yeah. it's probably their relationship was already soured to begin with. Okay. Good and point. so I I can buy that uh, to a degree. Uh, her, wasn't her, her sister also like a cop or a prosecutor or something like that? I think she was part, part of the police force, right? Oh, that's okay. That's that's the other thing about the screenplay that was annoying to me is because of how perfect everything was. There was a cop as the best friend. She was like a psychiatrist. Or some shit, right? I don't know. I, I don't. I, they... I, 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 I don't think so. I thought she was a cop because then she like she she say like how good you are as a person and you're like and that's why you're making like a good cop. Is no, the guy you're... that she was with was a cop, like yeah. not romantically, but the the husband ex husband was a like a the smartest ever, like optics dude and i'm pretty yeah. sure the girl was a 
lawyer because didn't she help figure out how to get the money? Okay. With the yeah. because oh, that's fucking right. That's why it pissed me off because her <laughs> ex-husband's brother was a lawyer and her sister was a lawyer. Remember? Oh, I see what you mean. You yeah. Remember? Yeah. It was like it was like picture perfect. Like, how the fuck would that ever happen? And, like, okay, it's a movie, suspend disbelief, but come on now. So, like, her sister and then her ex-husband's brother were able to, like, talk terms of, like, the the will. So, I'll just follow on with you guys, because, like, I have, like, a thing for almost everything that happens after she figures out that there's a person. Right right from when you mentioned she throws pain on him, I think we, we can all think to ourselves, like, in less than a minute and a half, of screen time, he's somehow he somehow gets all he somehow gets all the pain off, and he's perfectly fine. Yeah, I I said that like I'm like he, he had disappeared from review for like two seconds, and like all the pain was already washed off. I'm like, yeah. wouldn't paint be a little bit harder to wash off? Yeah, <laughs> I'm suspending my disbelief. I'm assuming he's got a super high tech. Like the lenses must be like, t- I I don't know. That- Lenses are you know, paintproof. See, see I, 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 I thought that too until I realized, wait, but the paint, but the lenses are, are all like, you know, it's kind of like hexagonal shape, I think, if I remember correctly, where there's all like different lenses together. So I'm like, come on, who, who, maybe you work more paint. It gets in between like stuff if, 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 it, yeah. if it spills. Like, anyway, that's another minor thing. But then even right after that, I think that's when he also pins the girl up to the, like, up to the wall, right? With one hand. I'm like, is this guy all of a sudden yeah. Superman? Like, is he, That's he, what he, I said. he just that he's that <laughs> strong? Like, hold on a second already, alright? I, I, I think they're over over dramatizing how like how, how strong this man is. Well not only that, but like right after, like he threw her across the whole room with ease. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's completely accurate. Yeah, see that's the exactly. that's the loss of restraint. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think the film, from their point of view, not from the maybe I'm wrong, is that they can only have him interact directly with the character so many times the film before gets boring. So, so those few interactions, they wanted to make it seem like really big, really memorable, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, for me, it, it came across a little absurd. Um, even going further in the film, I really wanted to know how he got back to his home whenever she drove, like, drove, drove like, it seems like a couple hours away from the city. And he was yeah. he, he just like stand top of the car the whole entire time was he under the car like uh he just run there that fast I don't get it I know I don't know about like when he goes to that house but I know when she's going from the police station to the uh, her friend's house to you know so he doesn't kill the daughter I'm pretty sure that's when they switch out from Adrian and the brother and then he has like the brother get there before she does and that's how that is. But I don't know about the other one. So going going to the brother now, I feel like maybe I think I think a lot of, a lot of us figured this out. But like we were once she saw a second suit for invisible, like the my, my idea went right away. Like okay, that opens a possibility of having more invisible people. You know, that, yeah. that's possibly I I didn't say it was his brother, but you know right away it was something else could be happening with more than one person being invisible here. Uh, yeah. And I, I I didn't mind it at all, um, but. When she took the invisible suit, my, my mind instantly went to. So why don't why don't you put it on right away? Why not use that right away, or take a picture of it, or or, or video of you utilizing it? Instead, she just takes it, goes upstairs, and hides it away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yes. I'm like, this is my complaints about the screenplay. 
you know, mm-hmm. where we're we're getting kind of like lost in it. Um, I think these issues too are more than just nitpicks. I think that they're they're big issues with the story because they're issues that like affect affect it entirely, in my opinion. Because kind of affects the continuity a little yeah. bit. Right. I, I feel for me these issues that I'm going to be talking about even further more is that these are my issues when I think of a lot of horror films where they kind of suspend like you're, you have to suspend your uh, your reality a little bit and, or how the film's reality is and just say okay this is happening now okay this is happening now type thing mm-hmm. that's what that's why I have a hard time with horror films where you know like all of a sudden character is gone character comes up at the worst possible time even though it requires like almost like teleportation to be there in time. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's just very, it's things like that. And I wouldn't mind if it happens once, but in this film, other films, they, there's so many that happens like, that occur over the course of the film that I'm just, it's almost laughable. Because if, if I were to watch this again, I guarantee you a lot of the scenes that I would see like, later on the film that I was okay with, I would be kind of like laughing at for the most part. A good example is, Whenever she's in the in, uh, the hospitalization, right? Mm-hmm. Is he just stuck there for like ten hours, just not being able to eat or go to the bathroom, taking yeah. his suit with those batteries? Like thinking about it makes me laugh about it. I'm not, and I, I'm not trying to say, and I, I do kind of have a negative. It, I can't put put that negative towards the film. I can't say like this is why the film I don't like it. It's just something to think about that I, I, I kind of laugh at. Another like thing about that is when she's at his house at the end when he's like oh it was only my brother and then she goes to the bathroom somehow comes over long enough to kill him with the invisibility suit and then comes back from the bathroom fully clothed again it's like it would take a a few minutes to change out of that because it looks like it's skin tight and then put on your other clothes not to mention getting from there to the bathroom i i i I, I got got the that is that you can put over your clothes. The other thing, actually, you mentioned that, though, was whenever he killed the sister. This was a little strange for me, because like, once the sister died in front of her, you know, she's in shock. She's worried. The knife seems to zoom to her hand right away. I'm sorry, like, he's using the force. Did anybody see that, see that as well? Yeah, yeah I, I, did. Think, I, th- I did. I think he was holding onto her hand and like kind of like uh, side to the table, slashed her throat, and then uh, had her you know hand still in his other hand, then, you know, like, Put it okay. right in her hand, if that makes sense. No, I, yeah. I, you know, I see what you're saying. Because yeah. it was a small table. I feel like that's possible. I can see what you're saying. I, 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 my, my main criticism of the film was the, the little bit of the twist at the end where what was the motivation for the brother to do what he had to, to help his brother out? What was the motivation yeah. there? Like, I, I saw... Like, it was kind of obvious someone was helping him near the end there, but why his brother? Yeah, and okay, so to me... Twists can be good, but it doesn't make good writing necessarily. As a matter of mm-hmm. fact, to me, twists can make it more frustrating if it's for... I mean, think of M. Night Shyamalan, a ding-dong, right? Twists can actually be more <laughs> frustrating if it's in service of nothing, and it doesn't make sense. I think this twist is fine, but um, I'm always hesitant about movies that showcase <laughs> twists because, to me, that doesn't mean good writing right off the bat. Yeah. Um it just has to still be smart otherwise. I think I think the piggyback off that is that I from my point of view, the whole reason for the twist was to place doubt on the audience that her brother or his brother was like 
possibly the killer. So when she killed her ex, who was the abuser, it created possibly some doubt that he was actually involved with it at all. Like, I don't know if that was the goal, but that was the only thing I can come up with as, as a viewer that why they would have that to begin with, other than it's just a shock value. Yeah. And when I think about that, for me, it's like, well, it's obvious that that wasn't that, that he was always the original Invisible Man because of how he would yeah. act towards her and why his brother would never do this, you know. So what's the what's the play here? What are you trying to get the audience to feel here? What are you trying to get me to view here? Like, it just, it felt so disconnected for what they for what they were trying to get out of me. I, I feel like, like something was lost during that uh, during those actions in the film. I would. Do, s- what, 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 what do you think? Yeah, I agree. At the end of the movie, was it trying? Was it really trying to set it up as like a to confuse the audience if her ex husband was really the guy the whole time? It seemed like it was trying really hard to do that for a little bit, or was it well, just to I confuse so. Elizabeth well, Moss's character? That's the question, though. Of like, what what was the point of the twist of him, his brother being the person? What yeah. was the actual point of it? What was the influence of it? There was there. Uh, motivation behind behind him like what, what, that's why it just if if just they, a if they switch or something i mean if they built up his brother as like you know some kind of, kind of other stalker of her and he had any and you know having his own motivations or ambitions maybe to stalk her and that, and that would start me off a little more about like who was really stalking you know like there was nothing like that at all I'm not, I'm not saying that was the right way to do it. i'm just saying that there was just nothing for me as an audience person an audience member to just you're like okay, but I'll I'll this with why. What what I'm summarizing is that there was no reason for the twist at all. It was yeah. just there. So I tried adding a reason why it would be there. Every reason I came up came up with, like for example, that they're trying to put doubt into the audience that his brother was actually a part of this, was nullified by just the obvious actions of the characters. Here's a question I have though. Also, this is just films in general with, with cops involved. In any real life scenario that I can think of or even seen, this she led this police officer or detective, I guess now in the film for what I saw like three months or so, maybe less than that, maybe two months, something like that. And and he was allowed to be the lead detective in her case. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. Now this that that's not just this film. This is for all films. Is that, is that just because like they have a problem with hiring more people? Like, is, is that a screenwriter thing? Is why is that a thing? <laughs> Because like, I, I, I just I I can't help but watch those scenes and just be like this is this is not how it's supposed to be. This makes no sense. Well, yeah. So I, I have a question for for you guys. Do you guys like Get Out, Us, A Quiet Place? Do you guys like those movies? I do. Get out, Get Out, uh, Us, Quiet Place. Get Out is definitely a higher end, but for mm-hmm. Us and A Quiet Place, my perspective on those films has lessened like for example like quiet places i was like an eight out of ten when i first watched it and then i was as things went on i was like eh not so much similar to this film but just but i definitely prefer quiet place over this film without a doubt okay yeah i think what i think get out personally being my favorite of them all but i think that this movie can be similar to these movies because you have to suspend your disbelief to a point where you can make I mean you could make your own I mean we could talk for 20 minutes probably about each one of those movies just about 
what doesn't make sense continuity with its continuity with like pet peeves with like nitpicks. you know nitpicks yeah things like mm-hmm. that okay. and invisible man maybe has even more than the rest maybe us has maybe us in a quiet place have a lot too but um they still are very i would say they're all good movies but yeah. and they're all like more mainstream movies whereas it's just an interesting thing i I guess i don't have i'm not going anywhere with it it's just an interesting thing because movies like hereditary or midsummer or lighthouse like those movies don't have the continuity issues you don't have as many nitpicks because the story is very concise um but it's and it's not as general i mean it's it can be for a general audience but these like this movie invisible man similar to like mostly a quiet place i'm thinking at this point has all these issues these nitpick issues that could ruin so, the movie uh, if you let it but yeah. but there's enough that make up for it in the end if you suspend your disbelief yeah. enough i i think my reaction to that is that this film, like a lot of more horror, horror type films that are very different from like its previous whole generations of, you know, from the, like the Universal Monster Universe to I think even I think there's one in the seventies or sixties. I don't remember what that was called. Anyway, Hammer is that it, it, Hammer Films? Yeah, is that it's it takes itself very seriously and very maturely. You know, it, in the first third of the film, like it, from my point of view, it's you know it really does take a mature approach and grounded approach in reality you know with, with being in an, an abusive relationship and it's, it's very much like, very serious settings as well mm-hmm. in that if all these like, things were happening back in earlier films from like the hammer films and back in the universal films i wouldn't mind that at all because it's part of the charm of the film it's it's you know it's part of, it, it meshes well with the film i guess right mm-hmm. or for example i use the, the the example of it follows right it follows is a great film example of it has, it has a lot of very similar like well this seems a little off this seems a little weird like what, what are these little things happening here for example, with the, with the, well, you don't know what year the film's in. There's all these different technologies occurring, uh, or why are, or even for the first scene of the film, there's a girl running around in like high heels. It why is that? It's a great movie. It's a great movie, but and it's I think it's a good example of a film that is setting is 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 a is a newer film for horror films, but it also can have all these tropes or all these little nitpicks that can actually make sense in that film, or I can push aside. This film I can't do that for. Is, is is my is my reason for having frustration a lot of frustrations with this film i i feel like there's mm-hmm. two groups of mainstream horror like there's like the annabelles and the like lala coronas and the like i don't know lala coronas la Llorona, you mean that one <laughs> and those ones are kind of on the more like bottom tier and then like the higher tier is the like a quiet places and the hereditaries and the um uh the get outs and i'm saying this is more near the high the the higher tier i say the lower tier is much more like kind of exploitation and uh fan servicing more fan service yeah i think invisible man had a had a 
it's you could I feel like Invisible Man you could still feel the the producers in the back yeah. to an extent. It, you know what I mean? It, I feel like Invisible Man is a great example of a horror film that that we don't see much these days in that. For me at least, it's not high and it's not low. It's just it's an okay. It's in the middle. Like I can enjoy it. Also, realize, but but also have still a lot of problems with the film. It's it's not like an Annabelle. Like, I haven't seen Annabelle, but you know, it's it's not like those horror films where it's like uh, like based off of reality and have all these jump scares and no actual substance behind the film. There's yeah. some substance there. There's some there's there is some effort put into this film, but I, I can't raise it to the level of some of the like some of the the better ones that you've mentioned before over the past two decades. I, I it's not there for me. So for me, I'd have to put it right in between actually. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. I, I was just curious. Um, I I, de- I definitely would put it in the higher tier. Because uh, in my opinion, there is a lot wrong with it, but I feel like the good stuff is so good that it kind of overshadows the the bad. Because I we're looking at all this the bad, but it's kind of after really digging deep and dissecting it, uh, whereupon we've all said the first watch without dissecting it we all really liked it so i guess what i'm saying is that there's it's definitely pretty easy to suspend our disbeliefs to a point that we can really enjoy it without it completely decimating the plot and the you know feel of it i think the restraint that it shows in its in its horror is good and it's yeah. the horror aspects are very good. I think when it tries to be, when it does the storytelling, it's kind of is when it isn't as good. And I think, I I don't know. I think a quiet place maybe is. I don't know if that's similar in a, a quiet place. I had a lot of issues with also, and it's maybe this isn't a time to talk about that. But, um, <laughs> you know, us also. It's like this is why are they living under there? This doesn't make sense. How are they there? This is dumb. In a quiet place, I felt like, you know, where are they getting the sand? And, and you get all these questions, and they're not really answered. They don't need to be yeah. answered to make the movie go and make the movie end and make the narrative go. And, and maybe that's just the important thing um, yeah. in the long run. It's good to see that in the mainstream theaters, in a sense, because, man, sh- sh- wish upon, shit like wish upon, you know, like that's shit. Oh my god, there's a ton of shit like that, like Wish Upon, and I don't even know. There's there's I, usually something shitty like that every month or something like that. I don't think I know what Wish Upon is. Just be happy. There's usually something really <laughs> shitty like that every month. There's just a really crappy horror movie to make some extra buckets for like, or ducats rather. Ducats. So, you know. Another thing that I thought was kind of funny about the film too, this is just kind of random, but we talked earlier about how he was living upstairs, uh, where she was living in that detect or police officer's house, and like he had his keys and his phone, and he just kind of left them there. But at the same time, we also—it's also obvious when she goes back to his house that he's living there because he's got the dog there. Obviously, the dog doesn't starve to death, and he's got the other suits and stuff like that. So, why would he be sleep or staying at the in the attic? He's staying in the house too. Well, I, that, that's the thing was that he was following her like the whole time mm-hmm. back to his, he followed her back to his house. Uh, 
I, I got the sense, the sense that his brother was probably taking care of his whole his house while he was stalking her the whole time, that and he just followed, her, and then he just followed her back to her house, his house, or it could be on or it could be on. Maybe he called his brother, saying his brother like, go go check my house, because somehow he knew that he was that she was going there. It could mm-hmm. be one of those things. Though. You, 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 you can you can always try and explain it away rationally. Uh, I just, I just think the, it's it would just be so stupid on his part to leave his stuff just right there and not take it with him. Oh. <laughs> Before I forget, can we please talk about the hallway scene between Vizzleman taking on all the cops? Because uh... that to me was very <laughs> absurd. Yeah, like, yeah that, that was the biggest uh, like example of how you're talking about like where it's almost teleportation. Because he'd be right there with the gun pointed at them so that they could see him, but as soon as they turn, all of a sudden he's not there. It's like, I get he's invisible, but... Well, the other thing too is that like you have like probably like five, like, five cops in like the the hallway. I mean, it's, it's like two or three at a time. I'm trying to remember how it was, and he'd take out a few, and they'd still have their guns drawn at the girl as if as if like she's using mind powers on them. Like I yeah, I didn't quite and then they, I didn't quite understand that at all. One thing is, uh, she went to it looked like she went to go grab the gun uh, at first, but then he was like uh, uh, had his eyes on her. But then when he was distracted by all the other ones, she still never went for the gun until after all that. That didn't make any sense. And uh, another thing, too, is with all those people in the hall, nobody bumped into him by accident. No, yeah, that's, 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 that's not a great thing. Like, very rarely anybody actually touched the Invisible Man, even when he was, there, he, he was punching them or, like, grappling them. Like, no one yeah. could really touch him. Like, I, I could understand a lot better, you know, if it was just, like, one or two cops, like, like spread out in time, that's so, so, you know, he was able to, like, be able to, like, I don't know, whatever, maybe kill them more, more stealthily, stealthily, something like that, you know, but having, like, literally almost, like, five police officers in one area, it's kind of, like, reaching MC level at that point for how powerful the guy is. <laughs> it's like, you need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, and this is the brother at this point, right? It, 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 I think it is the brother at this point. And I could be the wrong. Looks like he a did that, or that was, or he had the brother go, go to, to the house yeah. after yeah. that. Okay, yeah. It's kind of what I took from that because he knew that she was going there, so he's like, "Oh, I need to get there before her." Yeah. I, well, actually, looking back at it, because she did stab him in, in the throat at one point, so I'm like, I, I should have, re- I, I should have been paying close attention to like who actually had the knife wound. If, if he had a knife wound in his throat, like at the dinner table, I wasn't too sure about that. You know, well, he had like uh, his collar up, so he couldn't really see his neck. Uh, okay, and that's probably also maybe an indication that he was the one, because maybe I don't know, because he's trying I, I, to hide it. I I, I just want to bring up that scene because like even when I was watching it, that was a scene. I was like, this is kind of like hilarious and stupid at the same time. Like I I was enjoying it, but I was like, this makes no sense at all. But I'm into it. That's what <laughs> I expected the whole movie to be, but based on yeah. the trailer. Yeah, hearing a, a, a movie called Invisible Man and a horror film and marketed that the way you think, like majority of the film is like him, kind of like not plowing through people, you know, but just going through like multiple like people, like just being invisible and just killing people, multiple people. Yeah. How good is the casting of Elizabeth Moss? Is is the question I'm kind of thinking. I could use examples like a Kristen Stewart or like Saoirse Ronan or something, but how different would it be? I feel like the best casting was actually the the, the cop dad. Personally, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with her casting, but I definitely think there are plenty of other actresses that could have been just as well. 
I mean, let's even take from just last year, uh, Midsummer, the lead from Midsummer, from my point of view, you could have done a very similar job, or at least made it just as enjoyable. And I'm not trying to be rude this act, actress. Like, she didn't do a bad job at all, from what I remember. But mm-hmm. it wasn't anything that was like, that would have made the film differently, or really elevated the film. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked Elizabeth Moss in this. Maybe is a better way to say it. Just if how'd you like Elizabeth Moss in it? I, I agree. Mm-hmm. It probably could have been somebody else, and it probably could have been the same movie um, overall. But it's not like I'm... a Shining, where if it wasn't Jack Nicholson, it would have been a completely yeah. different movie. Yeah, but at I... the same time, I, I agree that it could have been done a lot worse. Like a yeah. very very bad. It could definitely have been that way. I definitely think the scene where she's being interviewed by the police, she's looking off in the corner and being like, he's here, he's listening. That was kind of laughable. Not, like, mainly because of the script and how corny that was, but also, like, the way she was completely, like, she looked like she was acting an over-dramatized, crazy person, if that makes sense. It didn't feel like she was going crazy it kind of felt like she was like really hamming that up and it was kind of laughable and corny in that (laughs) i do feel i see what you're saying i think that that's kind of what maybe she was going for to make sure the audience had this feeling or at least that the audience had the feeling that the cops had the feeling that she was pretty nutso i i do like elizabeth moss i think she's a really good actress and i think She's one of the top actresses that's in the game right now, in my personal opinion, I think. I don't have a good impression for her, mostly because I think most majority of what she's done that's been praised has been, like, television shows. Like, she's, like, Mad Men, I think, Peggy Olsen, I think what her character was, Handmaid. was just... And Handmaiden, like, those are, like, really critically claimed. I just, I have not seen a single episode of each of those those series. So uh, I don't have a good, like, grasp of what she's used to what she does or or how she's developed over the years so i but this wasn't like a lifetime performance like a lifetime movie performance in this movie is what i'm trying to say this was a like this was a performance like i'm trying to think of an example uh i can't i can't um you're you're in the role like she's she sucks you in a little bit with what she does during the creepy moments maybe that's just the scenes that do that but i think just the way she acts is good i think the way that she changes her uh stance like at the end um you know for the camera is is really good i think that's something that shows off her acting technique and i think is a reason why cole and devon if you haven't seen anything else but that you should be aware of and ready for other stuff of hers. Yeah, the only other thing I've seen of hers is Us. She was really good in that, the way that she played, like, the two oh, different yeah. uh, whatevers. Like, she did a really... She had quite a range just in that one movie. So she was the the wife of the... Uh, I forget uh, she was in that. She, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I'm, remember, I'm, I'm guessing she was actually just like the rich wife of like the other ca- people who are in the other cabin who were killed. Yeah. Okay. Being very, very honest here, like I forgot majority of that, that, that other family killing. It wasn't that they're bad actors. Just like the emphasis was shown on the the main family first, so I, I didn't get a good impression or interpretation of them at all. So. You know what? The more I think. 
as this conversation's gone on, the more I've realized the scenes that I really like, I feel like the script was developed around that. Yeah. And I, you know what? I don't even think I care because those scenes were so good and I can yeah. rewatch those scenes. But I think Lee Whannell, like, had that in his mind. Like, you know it would be awesome? If we showed, like, the hallway for, like, an extra, ten, like, six seconds and it creeped people out and people really didn't know. And then we, we just spent half an hour on that in the movie or however long they did. And then, you know, if we had this dinner scene where where this happened and... Because those those scenes seem to have a lot more care and craft than yeah, like the fuck. Obviously, the ones with all the extras that are like Superman. That takes a <laughs> lot to happen, and it took effort. Didn't take effort to come like to come up with the concept of it. Yeah, the care doesn't seem like it's there as much as the earlier scenes. So um, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> It's, it's kind of similar to how I feel of The Sixth Sense, because when you first watch that movie, it's amazing, it's mind-blowing. The second time you watch that movie, you realize that the entire movie is crafted on the assumption that you don't know the ending, and ends up kind of being, not having much substance or content to it, besides that twist. I think So, it's... like, the whole movie is kind of built around just that one twist. I think it's good for a second watch just to like see all the clues and then that's when you're SOL. Yeah, I, I, I was still a little bit bored the second time I watched it. Not like insanely, but like a little bit. But I, I definitely see what you're saying. But I, I kind of feel like that's similar to Invisible Man, how some of those scenes, everything else is kind of built around them and that's probably where all of those continuity er- errors come from because they're trying to connect the dots in between instead of making a flowing narrative. A screenplay developed around certain scenes is different from say, Cole, you mentioned Three Billboards maybe before we started the recording. What's that guy's mm-hmm. Martin McDonough or whatever his name is started? For, for the screenwriter or? For the screenwriter of that, you know, or Manchester by the Sea or Jordan Peele for Get Out. Like they have a whole idea and yeah. they start from the beginning, and I just don't know if that happened here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, or or also could be like how like they had a great starting idea, and just the ending just came as they went along, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I don't know because one thing about film I I can definitely enjoy, but don't know the ins and outs of. Like I I love looking at, like watching editing videos. I love watching directing videos or acting stuff. I don't know what really goes on in the mind of a writer for films that much right now. Mm-hmm. That's something I, I probably to get a little better of. Lessons uh, from screenplay. Anyway, one thing I was also wanting to talk to you guys about was the use of CGI in films. This film, like, this, it wasn't. This could be considered like a very obvious nitpick, but it was just very. It was very obvious. You now the breathing outside of the house, uh, from this woman and also her. When yeah, yep. it, yeah, yeah. And this is a problem with films, I think, in general. And, and, and it's mostly used with blood or breathing, uh, where it's very inconsistent with like whenever you breathe and there's like air coming out of your mouth where even though it happens like then but earlier when you're exiting the house it doesn't happen at all uh and also how fake it can look how did it look in this film to you guys or how was how was the cgi used in this film it was decent i I mean i wasn't offended by it this isn't a movie that 
is gonna offend me with its CG. That that scene with the breath though has has stuck out to me, and I think it's because of what you said. Maybe it's because we're hyper aware at that point because we've been going through the whole building looking at the nooks and crannies, but it's it is a weird scene. Weird in the yeah. sense that it's like breath just pops out of nowhere right there for both characters. Now, like, when you describe that scene, that, that, that scene, I can. As a listener, not a viewer, I can be like, man, that actually makes a lot of sense. That actually sounds really creepy. When actually viewing it, though, I get a whole different interpretation because just I think my brain's like, okay, so they're breathing, but it looks really off. It doesn't look that cold outside. What the hell's going like happening? Just, there's a, a small little disconnect there. And that's not a problem with the film I have. It's more of a problem with the utilization of those techniques. Another thing about the breath thing, though, is that if the whole suit is made out of cameras, how would all that, because there was a huge puff of air from where he was supposed to be standing, how would that come out in such a uh, condensed uh, gas, I guess? Oh, well, cameras are breathing through. You know that? <laughs> like, for one thing, obviously he's got to be able to breathe, but I definitely think it would be a little bit more, like, dissipated. The suit itself is a discussion itself about yeah. suspending disbelief. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's yeah, totally unrealistic. And I, I can't accept the suit. No, it's part of the film. It's what the film. It's in the film's universe. I can't. I'm fine with it. I'm down with it. I have no yeah. questions about how it's a thing or how it's not a thing. But again, like, it's, like what Devin describes, though, is okay. This suit is in your world. How does the suit interact with your world now? Yeah. It, it, and it, that's a very minor example, but it also is an example that the rest of the film I feel like doesn't do a good job of, of utilizing. Yeah, and that, something that I don't think I mentioned or any of us mentioned is that. Something whereas the mummy was paranormal, or anything from the monster universe is, this takes an element out, which yeah. is kind of unique. And, fun. and it, I, 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 I like that. The second, the second they're going for a very mature approach, before they even mentioned him being an optics individual, I'm sure once once they mentioned optics, we're all like, oh, okay, so this makes sense. This is gonna be like a technology type thing. Once once they mentioned optics. Yeah. Uh, but before that, I mean, I was really hoping they wouldn't go down that, you know, like he visited like a tomb in like the desert and like he was spilled like oil on and all of a sudden he's invisible or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I got a question for you guys. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, the people who made it have said that the whole thing at the end where she's taking the um, suit, they're trying to leave it open so they can possibly do an invisible woman movie or series or something like that. What do you think of that, uh, making it into at least one sequel versus keeping it a self-contained movie? I wouldn't care. I, I, I'm not going to watch it, so I'm not going to care. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> I guess I'm saying, like, do you think that's a good choice for them to make an Invisible Woman because of that ending? Or I do don't you think see they a motive. Not have that? Yeah, I don't see motivated. Like she has the suit, but what's the motive? Like she, she, she all of a sudden going to stalk several people, or like yeah, she's just going <laughs> to go uh, kill off like abusers or something. I don't really understand the the motive. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be just as dumb as it sounds in my head right now. But then again, this movie sounded dumb, so I I don't know. Um, <laughs> and they are mm. making a quiet place too. They did make lots of number twos movies lots of <laughs> well, insidious I, I, sequels and stuff so it, it only makes sense 
I think a broader discussion that Evan that Devin brought up was the fact of having a, a possible TV series on it because we were we're now going to have a TV series on two of Bong Joon Ho's films, yeah. Snowpiercer and uh, Parasite. That I think I'm not. I, I think one's going to be like either a sequel or a pre or or like a prequel to I think to um, Snowpiercer, and the other one's going to be like probably more of a retelling of Parasite right, in, a, in a TV series with American, American audiences. Hmm. Uh, now, are those very similar? To what we perceive, I assume I don't mean to assume it for us, but like as cash grabs for like sequel films, like sequelitis. And I, 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 uh, I think maybe it's not a cash grab, but when I first heard of Sicario Two, I'm like, okay, they, they just want to, they want to milk it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is that very similar to how the TV series are going to be? Do you think, or do you think it's a capitalizing on something? Here's the thing. I'm more likely to think Invisible Man is going to be a cash grab. Yeah, definitely, especially the Invisible Woman, because I I think they could have had the ending that they had, but then still just had it just this one movie, because then it could have kept it open, like, oh, what is she gonna do with the suit? We can speculate, but that's that's it. I don't like the idea that they're gonna go and make another one, because that seriously feels to me like a complete milking of it. Like, what is she gonna do? Is she gonna like? work for uh her f- cop friend into taking down bad guys like yeah it's gonna be a superhero film instead of a horror film huh. i'm just saying there's an mcu character called invisible girl it's reminiscent yeah. of um to me it's reminiscent of like the annabelle universe you know oh yeah definitely and some yeah. of those some of those conjuring universe movies were pretty decent but were they necessary not really <laughs> I just hate it when series like that and The Conjuring and Insidious saw and all of those. It'll be like the first one, maybe couple, are by you know the people who created it. The rest of them, the people who created it, really have nothing to do with it. Maybe they're listed as a producer, but that's mostly because they, you know, created the series. But I, I just I hate that idea that people are taking it over completely going different from what the original creator's um, imagination was going for. Because, you know, all I think of is, would this be canon in the eyes of the original creator? Yeah, no, uh, I, I'll be honest. A lot of my hope was is to really... I, I didn't mean to bash this film, but there was just a lot of things I just found really hilarious with the film, looking yeah. back into it. Like, yeah. It, it, it's a film that I enjoyed i would recommend it for people to if they enjoy horror films to take take a look look at a look at it but at the, at the end of the day it's a film i could probably actually rewatch with somebody for to watch it for the first time and just i wouldn't say anything out loud but i would i would laugh at a lot of the scenes looking back at it first time. <laughs> i yeah. think it's a really good movie for the for like mainstream audiences because it's going to test them and it's going to show them what good horror movies can do and I hear I'm sounding very pompous, but all, all I'm trying to say, it, it can test them and show them what good horror movies can do with restraint. But then it will Definitely. also give in and give them crazy shit that they yeah. like that, you know, will keep them awake. <laughs> so I think it's best of, it'll kind of give them both, which yeah. is kind of like what the, I think that's what A Quiet Place did. Uh, here's another question for you guys. Throughout this whole discussion at the end of it versus the beginning of or before we started, is your opinion on the movie overall changed at all? No. I'm nope. still pretty... I My opinion on it changed the first 
four or five days after I watched it, two or three or four mm-hmm. days, I I really I gave it like a so on Letterbox, so we can we should give it our ratings. So I gave it, I did I gave it a three and a half, and I was like, no fuck that, this is a four, and then the two days later I'm like, no it's not, no it's <laughs> not, I'm getting carried away. This this is this is a solid three and a half to me. Which is still a good movie, three and a half to me. My rating is still is still good. I'm just yeah. a little bit harsher. Three and a half. I would still have the movie poster, you know, for a three and a half movie. Yeah. I, would, I would buy it. Um, that's where I'm at. This is three and a half. Uh, when I first saw the film during the during the first part of the film, I was like, man, this has the potential to be like a, like a seven out of ten. As film went on, I was still really enjoying it. Enjoying it, I had a look. There's there's more negatives throughout the film, but there's a lot of positives I still saw through it. On conclusion, I was like, all right, maybe this is more like a six, high six out of ten for me. So several days later, it fell into a five out of ten. All right now, the film for me is a, five, a low five out of ten for me. If you convert that to a five rating, what would it be? I would say a low two point five out of five. I initially gave it a four and a half. Uh, because I there wasn't too many things I could nitpick. Because to me, like five out of five means there's nothing that I could conceivably change, uh, and like nothing that I had really nitpicks with. And so the, in the beginning, there wasn't really that much. I'd probably bump it down to a four though, because I do really like it, but I definitely see there's plenty of flaws. But it is better than a lot of other horror movies that I've seen. So I'd probably give it a four. Out of five. Yeah, I respect. I respect all. I think that this is a movie that I'm not offended if somebody really likes it. Someone hates it. It's not like a Shining, you know, where I'm like, wow, what an asshole, or something like that. But, um. So would you say that Stephen King's an asshole because he hates the Stanley Kubrick Shining? <laughs> yeah, he's a dickhead. What do you mean? He made a great Shining by himself. That was really fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great miniseries. I had enjoyed it so much. 